0: Much like A&R stuff, though, it's all about your relationships. Like, who are you connecting with and who needs help on what film or what show or a trailer or anything like that. Like, it's all about the relationships you're creating.
1: Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Yo 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 what's good people welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing music production and music business if you love any of the previously mentioned be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content and hit that bell icon so you know exactly when that new content drops shout out to everybody in the stream man! let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do and uh yeah i'm excited we're back for another live Q&A, a podcast episode i got another guest y'all know how we get down we bring dope people on the podcast to help you guys out in your music careers and journeys and things like that so i'm super excited so let me know man let me see who's in the building i am testing something different out today with my audio too like so for those who don't know i use like a, a solid state logic interface to ssl2 plus and it has 4k like this 4k mode i usually don't use it unless i'm cutting vocals or bass or something like that but i was just like why not like let's push this button and see how it sounds in the the podcast i don't know it was just a random experiment so i wanted to let you guys know that i'm doing that so if it sounds a little different that's probably what it is shout out to freddie river music in the building i see you um so yeah it's been a it's been a cool week um nothing too crazy i've been trying to catch up on briefs because i got tied down in a boatload of revisions last couple weeks but that finally slowed down so i was able to kind of get back on track and knock out some uh you know some cool sports stuff um so that's happening and i think i should be caught up with that stuff by the end of this week and i'm still behind because i got other stuff that i kept pushing back so hopefully we can get to it but without further ado i want to introduce my guest for today uh super dope musician she went to Berkeley. like anybody who goes to berkeley i'm telling you like they're just dope automatic um you get automatic dope points for going to berkeley in my eyes um but <laughs> shout out to nicole riolo what's going on nicole uh tell the people int- just introduce yourself let the people know who you are sure
0: sure so hey guys my name is nicole riolo i did go to berkeley and i did in fact graduate that's always like the ongoing joke while you're there is like did you make it through i was like yeah i did um also you sound great by the way i need to learn a thing or two more about how to sound good on here i mean i'm using like rinky dink little headphones and i'm using like a little mini mic it's, it's working
1: i got you though like any any tips or i i got you
0: I will. I'll definitely. I'll definitely be asking. um So yeah. So thanks. Thanks for having me. We connected okay. in the last like month or so, which obviously I'm very glad that we connected through a mutual friend that also went to Berkeley and did not graduate from Berkeley.
1: Devon, but it, it, and it, yeah, and he's he's killing it too. Like he didn't even graduate. But he he is. Be yeah.
0: It. No. He's one of those people again. A lot of the people who didn't graduate from Berkeley, they did their own thing and they went with it and they ran with it. That that was the thing. It wasn't that like, if you graduated, you did well. It was also, if you didn't graduate, it was because you were already ready to take on like bigger and better things, which right. to each their own, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, went in, went to Berkeley, knew I was going down the business route. You know, I got in based on vocals, but I knew I was going to go down the business route. Didn't exactly know what that would look like, but I thought management originally. And I think to this day, there are definitely still qualities and characteristics within the management space that I've taken on in my daily life and where I'm going now. Um, Taken, like I said, a couple of different facets of the industry. I've gone into management. I went into booking for a little bit. I did some PR. I did some graphic design work. Um, Everything also too with the marketing mindset behind it, while allowing an artist to stay authentic. I wanted to be, be behind an artist that I really believed in but management didn't seem like the route. Uh, I still wanted a creative say to some degree while letting them be creative, Mm -hmm. um, which has led me into the sync and licensing space. Um, I got introduced by going down the publishing route, which is a route I didn't think I'd go down. Mm -hmm. Learned Mm -hmm. a ton, uh, legally speaking, when it came to copyright um, and how to properly set up a license, I worked both for indie as well as a more legacy catalog. So to see the differences between the two, um, and how to properly push those songs, uh, the kind of rights you can fight for, the kind of negotiations that you can make. Yeah. So it's been a really interesting route. But like I said, it, this has allowed me to have a creative say while also um, an administrative background being extremely helpful. So, yeah. yeah,
1: that's awesome. So like when, when you went to Berkeley, because I know I, I went to The Ohio State University. Right. And there was <laughs> there was no like music. Business like there was like a music business class, but there was like you couldn't major in music business or management or production or anything like that. Did Berkeley have anything like that? Because you're you're a musician singer as well, right? So like what was yeah. what was kind of your goal like going into it? Um, before you kind of went the management going route? down the route,
0: yeah. Um, like a lot of people, I thought I'm going to dual major. As vocal performance and within music business uh so that i can help out my own artistry and at least have my back but very quickly on i mean listen i still sing it's still something i do Mm -hmm. in my spare time i have my own little uh very simple but like recording equipment at home and a keyboard and stuff but i realized it's something that it's a side passion for me that i don't need to personally be making money off of it's it's something that i enjoy for myself it doesn't have to be necessarily shared with others and or be made money off of like i said at the end of the day um so i learned that that very very early on there were people who would do anything and i wanted to be behind them who i felt like it was it was you know worth it to be behind so yeah yeah
1: that you know you said something that's super powerful and and that's realizing just because you have a talent or or skill or just because you can play some of those things doesn't necessarily mean like that Is going to be the main thing that you're going to do or the main thing that's going to bring in income for you. And being able to realize that and pivot and and find your lane, I think is super crucial um, because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, they want to be producers. They want to be the artist, the, the person in front, but it's like, yo, you could possibly be ignoring all these other things and skills and talents that you have that could, you know, that could take you, into and bring you into the rooms that you would think yeah. you know your singing would would bring you into um so that's dope that's super dope
0: yeah um, and even like in and of itself a happiness that like what are you getting out of it and make sure that like you're holding truth to what you're doing yeah. is it something that's an ego filling thing or is it be something something that's you know your life's passion you have to be doing this with your life there there's a difference between the two yeah. so finding that out pretty early on is, is helpful
1: love it i love it you mentioned earlier um and and if you guys have any questions feel free to drop them i'm just you know running my mouth but (laughs) i'm curious about a lot but you mentioned you know with your experience in the sync space and working with both indie artists and you know handling major catalogs and things like that or or legacy catalogs like (laughs) You mentioned the differences between the both and working with both in the sync space. Like what are some of the, the major differences you, you've you noticed in, in doing that?
0: Sure, um, obviously what comes with a more legacy catalog is legacy artists that might have more of a demand to be paid more for a particular placement, yeah. um, as opposed to somebody who's, you know, only has a fourth of the share on something. Um, they might not have as much pull Granted, there are definitely ways and things that you can negotiate, whether it's not going to be more pay for the lesser known writer that let's say you're representing, right. um, you negotiate something else, whether it's like, can their face be part of this brand? Can you help push them as a songwriter or as an artist themselves if they are also an artist? So you can negotiate other other things, um, but um, really when it comes down to it, it's, it's a little bit of less money that... For certain things for certain media in particular um that you can negotiate for when it comes to a smaller catalog a less known songwriter as opposed to a legacy catalog
1: yeah okay that makes sense and you know and i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing because i mean when you think less money in comparison to you know a, a massive popular catalog like right. less money for an independent artist could be game-changing you know for for their career you know what i mean like
0: yeah
1: especially and it's very oh, particular
0: am, on like the media if it's an ad an ad's still going to pay more and actually there's plenty of situations where they say we want a less known artist there's there's a lot more out there who, when they're on the licensing or granted on the creative side the songs that are being requested sometimes they want they really are making a stand to um find the lesser known artists who yeah. break them a yeah. lot of people so there is that it's not just just all about the legacy catalogs and the I know that song from the 80s and we have to have it like they want to break people
1: yeah I was uh I, I was attending I attended the production music conference virtually this year and there were some um some licensing companies and agents and they were talking about how and music supervisors and editors and stuff and they were just talking about how pretty much they get this this budget for the film right And, you know, they they may have like a couple big songs that they, you know, they 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 just have to use. They want to use it. It just it makes the scene right. So they'll make sure they can get those songs cleared and cut that out of the budget. And then like everything else, you know, they're kind of spreading amongst, you know, um, production, music and trailers and, and indie artists. Um, yeah. And, it you know, it just it stretches the budget faster and they love being able to be on the side of the indie artists and helping them gain exposure and things like that and, and put money in their pockets so they can reinvest yeah. it back into their careers. Um, so we got a question from Charles Jefferson. What's up, Charles? His question is, I have full songs with lyrics. I am considered... Cause submitting oops, sorry about that submitting for sync licensing is the process the same as submitting beats or different um, I, I guess from my experience it's it's been kind of the same but I think the difference is in who you submit to what do you think
0: I was about to say who you submit to and again the type of media is it something that requires lyrics or is it a transitional thing that you're just using the beat for? I guess it really depends on, like, the person, but also the type of media. And when yeah. I say media, I mean, like, TV versus film versus ads versus trailers versus promo. Um, that that makes a difference, too.
1: Nice. Yeah. Um, that's That's huge, you know. And I think producers have an advantage. Like, if you can... If you can produce and you can write and and sing and or rap, like I, I feel like it just adds value to, to you as a creative and it just allows you to take um, you know, major advantage of the opportunities that are out there. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what, you're not just
0: like a triple threat. You're like a quadruple threat if you yeah. can like add lyrics and melody and produce and maybe possibly slightly mix and master. Like it's all of that. Like you're a quadruple threat.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. Um, so what was like your like your first initial experience in the in the sync space? Because I know like a lot of people get here different ways. What was like what was your introduction?
0: Um. Like I said, I worked for a publishing, a small indie publisher for a bit uh, that really gave me my foot in the door. But they had had a sink and licensing team, a very small one, two people based out on the West Coast. They didn't have anybody here on the East Coast. So I initially was helping just obtain all the correct rights and put it into our back end so that everything, I say this often, but we had all our ducks in a row so that when an opportunity came up, um we can a easily put together playlists Mm. uh and all the information is there those types of websites are obviously super super helpful Mm. this isn't necessarily always attainable to sue a regular producer or songwriter um though there are plenty of websites that definitely you can they can check out in order to like have their ducks in a row and be able to pitch for themselves um But uh, yeah, so I was really helping with that one-off opportunities here and there. I think a lot of our placements were in promo, a lot in sports-related things, promo and sports. Um, So that company at the time was more pop, hip-hop leaning as well. We had had a lot of producers on there that were horn players, really well-known horn players that have gotten into some really big songs and shares. Um, So um, yeah, like Little Nas songs, we had you know some of the biggest songs of his in the last two years industry baby like that was major that was one of the major things that i'd helped out on um so that's been it's been fun to see that and yeah yeah, that's kind of the start
1: i've heard i've heard that song on so many so many syncs
0: uh i mean it's 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 great it's it's not even just catchy it's past catchy and the horn loop in it has so much to do with that yeah so it's it's pretty phenomenal to see how that's just blown up um just based simply on that and then the video is another thing altogether, and who he is
1: so yeah. yeah yeah the the horn like as soon as you hear that horn line you know immediately like this this is that joint like you know it um so much energy yeah. in that um you mentioned i guess the um the stuff on the back end, the admin yeah. stuff that you kind of had to take care of to make sure everything was, you know, all the ducks were lined up. Like, what are some of those yeah. things so that indie artists and, and producers can kind of know, like, what you see on that side? Because, you know, we're so focused on the creative and we send it off and then that's it. But like, what, what are some of the things that could really help you all? Like, if we're submitting music, uh, what makes your life easier on that side?
0: Sure. Um, making sure if it's not, I mean, I hope that it's registered on your behalf or whoever the writer is, um, but you want to make sure it's just even an email confirmation that you have everybody's splits negotiated and written out clearly. So that when it does come time to license something out, you're not still trying to figure out and piece together who has this share, who has that share. Um, if you're by yourself, great. I mean, just make sure it's registered properly um all your publishing information is up on pro sites so that can also be double checked uh but those types of websites you know the back ends what I would help coordinate was making sure that like not only the shares but the publisher name um whether they were admined by a major or not just like having that all thrown in there their name spelled correctly I mean the differentiations between spelling your name correctly in everyday life versus how it is on like (laughs) pro sites um those little things they get lost in the weeds so making sure there's consistency there. Um, but I mean, like I said, there's, if I, if I could plug like a website that a lot of people could use is disco, the disco platform. Um, this is really great for producers and songwriters to get in front of music supervisors and agencies that are using that website. I mean, it's becoming more and more popular, very easy for you to plug stuff in. Um, I don't off the top of my head know how much it costs monthly, um but it is bad. worth definitely like checking out for people
1: yeah it is i've like, only I, known it
0: from like, a publisher standpoint
1: yeah i think like the it, starting out i think it may be around 10 or 15 bucks i think i'm on like the 15 or 20 dollar a month but it, it it's not bad I, I guess depending on on where you are but yeah. for the sake of like creating custom playlists and sharing them out and being able to track stats and keep everything organized like um i I sent you a disco link to to share some music and like literally it'll have wave files if you have stems you can include those they can download it however they want if they just want the mp3 they can download that if they want the wave boom they got all the writer's info it just makes everybody's life easy um, and then you could
0: even tag it by like descriptor words those go way further than you think yeah. um again i would be working i was working with a lot of songs at once so if, if i was putting together a playlist with certain songs i'd want to just like a quick search of upbeat horn whatever
1: yeah. and
0: just pull that based on the tags that i had like t- literally tagged to that that work um yeah utilizing that kind of stuff is super helpful
1: yep indeed we got one from jastin artis what's good he says i actually do everything creative and anr i think my next step is music supervision nicole did you need help tips and tips on getting in with only creative sync experience it's a good question
0: tips in getting in with only creative sync experience um coming from like an A and R I guess standpoint, from his end, I believe is what yeah. I'm reading. Yeah, I guess trying, um,
1: to, trying to get into supervision. Have you have you done any supervision stuff or just more so like the management and, and
0: just the management. The... I'm just getting into the weeds a little bit okay. with music supervision. Not personally, but starting to work with an agency that has music supervision division. Okay. Um much like A and R stuff though, all about your relationships like who are you connecting with and who needs help on what film or what show or a trailer or anything like that like it's all about the relationships you're creating so if you're already representing your if it is in case you know this person himself that he is representing you already have half of it down of naturally being able to create relationships because it's it's a lot about that and just like being on the ground as to like who's making what if it's ads that you're more interested in than maybe keeping tabs on like keeping up on ad weekly seeing what kinds of new trends are happening as yeah. opposed to like film directors that you maybe should be following or people who are starting documentaries so maybe dependent to again a little bit on the media that you're trying to push yourself into or artist or said self.
1: Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to producermentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to producermentorship.com. That's producermentorship.com. Last time, producermentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, I think, um, have you ever heard of ispot.tv? Yeah. Yeah. Another good resource for like checking out ads and stuff like that. Um, So in your experience, since you, you know, you've worked on a lot of like ad and promo stuff, like have you noticed any trends, you know, in the past year or so in that space, like whether it's sonically, lyrically, like are there any trends that you've noticed that are, you know, it's just working well in that space? There
0: are are definitely trends that come back around, like right now, I know people are embarking, believe it or not, because it's only October, but like Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the thought of Super Bowl stuff really dominates in the ad and promo space. And same for like the holiday times, that's already passed though. Yeah. Things, yeah. things yeah. for that have been done since the summer. I mean, yeah. searches for yeah. that have started in May and have ended in maybe July the latest, like it's done. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to see the like patterns and stuff. Um, other than that, this year, believe it or not, to some degree or another, sometimes politics do kind of dip into some ad spaces or the demographic. So they want to push either certain themes um, for that product. Uh, and then like you're always going to have your your upbeat, quirky. Quirky, I feel like has become more of a thing. And quirky can be very, can range. It could be like um like an old-fashioned vintagey quirky sound or it could be more of a pop and there's there's just like something in there that's kind of like kitschy yeah and like in there um or just like a quirky rhythmic thing that you hear in the background or something they're saying that's a little like that's interesting uh we're also entering a time where like i'm excited we're we're um becoming more inclusive to different types of cultural sounds Mm -hmm. a lot of people trying to push a lot more different sounds from all over the world whether that is like lyrics and actual language or it's something that's indicative of a completely different culture yeah that we're starting to bring in so that's been cool to see uh and being authentic with it too like if an agency is asking for a particular sound they want it to be represented by an artist from that with that background yeah and if we don't have that then we pass on that but like I think that's a, that's a testament to those kinds of agencies that are trying to be really authentic even if they do love those types of sounds they're like we also want those artists to be given credit
1: yeah i love that i um <clears throat> i just had a brief uh that come in like a, a week or so ago <clears throat> and it's it's a show it's a reality show it's based in thailand um uh, huge huge franchise um but and i think they they've done some another dubai they have one in dubai too okay. but yeah they, and it was the same thing it was just like yo like we want we want like the stuff that you hear on reality tv but since it's based in thailand obviously we want some authentic tie instruments and things like yeah. that but they was just like it has to has to sound real like we don't want to offend anybody with some yeah you know some you You just wanted to be right you wanted to be done right um so that that's interesting that you said that and then um maybe a, a month or so back i seen a brief and they want <laughs> They wanted I'm a I'm a piano or I'm a piano music, however you want to pronounce it. Um, But it's like a a genre um, from Africa. And I was able to do some stuff for that. And it was it was super dope like that. This is one thing I love about SYNC is that it just allows you to explore so many different genres and styles of music um, because they're requesting this stuff and they want so many different different vibes from different cultures and things like that. So it's really cool to be able to work on on all this stuff. Uh, that's that's dope um if you guys have questions for the new people joining the stream welcome it's a live Q&A we're talking with Nicole Riolo um about sync and music business and all of that dope stuff so if you have any questions drop them in the chat and I'll get through them and we'll answer as many as we can um so yeah super dope and you also mentioned you know I had somebody reach out and they were like yo like I got this this Christmas record you know should I submit it? I'm like, yo, we we've been done with that stuff. Like yeah. it happens so quick, and yeah. you have to understand the timeline of things in sync. It's like the Christmas stuff, what you said, back it was like May, it was like summer, summertime. They're like yeah. in post-production, like when it's hot outside. So literally, like we're in the studios in 80 90 degree weather talking about jingle bells and snowflakes yep. <laughs> you know what i mean um, yeah
0: but the good thing is that time will come back around again so exactly. as long as that music that he that this person may have isn't just for this christmas time or this holiday year which mm. whatever um they can always submit it for next year it's gonna come Every back year. same thing with the trailerized, you know, uh, sports related pushed promo things. Like, they're not going to stop. They might yeah. change a little bit with some themes, mm-hmm. um, but like, they're still going to want like a triumphant, victorious, overcoming lyric content or feel to it. Like, th- that's right. not going to change.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep. Um We got one from five hands. He says before I start pitching my music to music libraries, should I register my demo tracks with my pro in general, should I register all tracks with my pro before submitting um what 's your take on that
0: i I know that certain companies have different and i don't i i don 't necessarily know on libraries to my full knowledge because again i 've only really worked with publishers. Mm. So I think some may make it so that they don't want you to or you have to like sign over certain rights I still say you just cover yourself and you register everything you should yeah. be registering everything it should all be under your name personally yeah. um I don't know what people what kind of deals they then negotiate so that it would be beneficial for you not to register yeah. um but yeah what's your your experience with that if you have had that
1: Yeah, in regards to it's always like a it depends situation. So in regards to libraries and and when I say it depends, it's always registered. It's just who registers it. Right. So Mm -hmm. with libraries, um, typically they do that on your behalf. So, you know, you send them tracks. They say, hey, we like these tracks. We want to sign them. You sign the deal and then they go and register that track with your, you know, respective PRO. Um, so you know you'll be listed as the the writer slash composer. Um, you get your writer share, and then they would take the the publisher's share of royalties. Um, so they register it for you. But it's always safe to double check and make sure that's even done right. Because I've had situations where the publishers added the wrong person to the name or the wrong co-writer yeah. or you know what i mean so you kind of have to say hey you know you did this wrong can you can you fix yeah, advocate
0: it? advocate for yourself if you're gonna have a library do that on your behalf or if you have a publisher or whomever else like make sure you're educated on it don't just like walk it's like anything else when it comes to making a deal with somebody like ask the questions be a little pushy yep. do the research um and consistently like you said like check up oh my god that wasn't registered correctly we need that to get rerouted or that name needs to change or that's a completely different writer even though it's somewhat spelt the exact same way i mean like those things happen um so it's definitely good to advocate for yourself as the creative not just relying on them yeah Yeah.
1: and and i love that you mentioned that like be be a little pushy and and bring up the tough questions because i mean listen this this is your intellectual property at the end of the day this is your career And you can't be scared to miss out on an opportunity because you brought up an issue that that needs to be resolved. You know what I mean? That's, that's important. Um, so we got another one from Tom Adams music. He says I'm always concerned with metadata for my tracks. How do you properly add the data? So the tunes get recognized. I know we mentioned disco on adding it. Um, what are, I guess what are some key metadata points that, you find are super important. It's, it's super crucial. <clears throat> Whether it's- uh, for one,
0: like we said, like the the names of the people themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also, you know, when you compare to what might be written on Spotify versus what's written on a PRO site. Like again, I, I said it before, but like advocating for yourself so that the names are spelled correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest thing because shares are on there. Uh, a lot of the times before I would put them into a disco or a back-end system, okay. um, I, you, I use iTunes, believe it or not, to just really tag the metadata because some of these sites don't tag the metadata within the MP3. You have to like do it elsewhere. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, making sure the names are right, um, the title, the album itself that it's on, whether it's a single, as the yeah. album, or it's on like an EP, that being spelled correctly, the artist's name. Um, the year is also super helpful. Uh, it, com- it becomes useful even when it comes for pitching purposes, if they want a song released between certain amount of years. You don't mm-hmm. have to get it down to the month, mm-hmm. although you should have date of creation for your own self. Yeah. As a creative, you should know when you created that piece of work because once again as intellectual property speaking you need to to have proof that this was created by you on said date let's say god forbid it was manipulated by somebody else down the line or sampled for something or whatever and they can't trace it back yeah you have proof date of creation for yourself um but yeah the year itself too is helpful uh for the names the names are the biggest thing genre yeah. too i mean i tag the genres i tag the genres and um and then once it's usually on the pitching platform, that's when I go and I tag the descriptive words. That's, nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's good. Important stuff. Um, because you want your want your music to be found. So like, what are what are some what are some issues you've run into in, in sync on the the whether it's management, publishing, whatever? Like, what what are some what are some horror stories? I'm curious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um particular genres again I know I, I feel like I, I keep repeating the same thing but not having it pre-negotiated in advance who has what shares
1: okay that yeah. at the end
0: of the day is what's stopping anybody from getting any kind of money or coming to an agreement for a license yep. because you don't yep. know who has what amount of shares like then who's going to take the bulk of it when you know the thing lands and money is being paid out and yet this sh- the splits aren't like decided upon that, that needs to be really like precedent. And you need to have an open, still a working relationship with your co-writers for that. that that's important. And there definitely have, we've I've worked with songwriters who may also be the artist and they had some falling out with so-and-so and they have no communication, like who can we contact? Do we have anybody on our system that we know is the manager that we can contact? um or that person themselves if they aren't with somebody with, with a team of people it's just them what's their contact information do we have their phone number email making sure that that yeah that stream of communication is always open
1: yeah and I think it's that's worth worth repeating a million times because man like I don't I don't know I don't know like I want you want people to understand that point, as simple as it may seem, like that stops so many things from happening. Yeah. I know I have a, a music supervisor buddy of mine, or he did music supervision. Um, he's, he's actually the one that got me introduced to Sync back in college, but um, he was telling me a story. He had an opportunity, he was working on a TV show, um, or it was, it was a show or, or an ad or a promo or something. Anyways, it was a 30 K placement um, up front and they had the song like they had it like they were like, we want to use this.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's the paperwork. We need all the writers involved to sign. And I guess the artist or the writer didn't have contact info for the producer. Yeah. And, and just missed yeah. out um and they just they go on to the next like they're not gonna like sit and be like okay well let's figure it out like let's see if we could find the produ- no like they're gonna move on find something else to replace it and you just missed out on the opportunity
0: yeah yeah especially when that company is so much so trying to vouch for you whether it's the agency that wants that music or like your administrative your team or whomever is really trying to push that for you like just just give the contact information up front. If it's not somebody that you have a good enough relationship with, say, here's who you can contact, I know that you can handle it with because I'm not on good terms with them. You know, it just, it needs to be, it's always an awkward conversation. I mean, this was like, I had classes on this, on having conversations with what are your friends in a recording setting. Um, You don't, you feel awkward to kind of make waves and be like, let's just get it out of the way. Who had what shares on this? Like, but as long as you approach it with, listen, This is just in case, not even just in case, this is with the hopes that there is the possibility that this can land somewhere. I want to make sure we all of us are covered and we get the credit we deserve. That's more what it is. It's not saying, I want the, you know, give me more, give me that. It's about all coming to an agreement on what you've created here. Yep. And and just having that in writing and and honoring it.
1: That's it, you know, ingrained into, you know, it being a part of your, of your process you know what i mean uh um, yeah it's just it's a conversation that has to have um because there's there's business surrounding this and it just it makes everything else easier moving forward um because when a situation exactly. comes up you know and I, I know you've seen them as well i've seen them um where an opportunity comes up it involves money there was no split sheet signed people get amnesia we're going back and forth saying no we said this amount no it was this this percentage and it and then it never nothing ever happens with it it just sits there
0: yeah yeah and it's not (laughs) to say too i i don't want to um you know make people think that they shouldn't create with with their friends and with other people no like create with other people it's just like also and have a great time doing it and have fun and, and make you know a beautiful thing together but also just be respectful of everybody there, and just like get it out of the way either by the end of the day or the beginning of the day. Yep. Who has what? Well, let's just kind of come to the agreement now. You put in this much um, so that it doesn't come time two, three years, four, five years later. Yeah, you never yeah. discussed it, and now it's being uh, offered to be the trailer of a new HBO show that's going to blow you guys up. I don't know. Facts. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yep.
1: yep. <laughs> and even 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 in major situations, like <laughs> listen, man, like a lot of a lot of the writers and producers and artists you look up to like don't be afraid to bring up the conversations because some of them don't they won't bring it up and you, yeah you may have to be that person in the, that that new guy in the corner to bring, <laughs> be like yo can we just can we get these splits knocked out real quick before i leave yeah the studio? exactly um, so yeah um we got a let's see a couple questions Isaiah Witherspoon, should we bounce and submit only AIFF files and add metadata to that file as well? Hope this makes sense. Um, if I'm not mistaken, AIFF files hold metadata. WAV files don't. I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, I think AIFF transfers over. So if you send to someone else and mm-hmm. they pull it up in their computer, I think it it stays, um, but- It's an AIFF. Yeah but you know I think it like depends on who you're submitting to as well because some companies you know they may prefer wave so I don't know
0: they may prefer wave it's funny yeah I I always would do all three Mm -hmm. um you know correct me if I'm wrong but going from wave then you can at least come down to an mp3 and an AIFF file Mm -hmm. so might as well have all of them if you can um sometimes those are very large files so obviously the mp3 being the smallest that is easier to send around high quality um mp3 but if you have the capability of having all three have all three handy yeah Uh, that's that's how at least i i would tag by things with all three or at least mp3 and aiff if not wave
1: yeah i mean you can't go wrong if you have yeah prepared for anything right so yeah that's good um lamar webster says is the ipi number only assigned by your pro on an actual released beat or track it shouldn't
0: just be on a released track it will also that'll always be i believe with your name not just the song coding itself that should always stay with your name um i think there might be then another one that's just to that song um I don't believe that just has to be for released stuff that's just as long as it's registered uh then obviously like your name itself holds a totally different number yeah
1: yep yeah i think they i think like each individual like work it has like a work number or something yeah very i don't know if they call it different things amongst the different pros but it's like you get the work number for each work and then your ipi slash cae number is like kind of like your your id number for that yeah. for that pro
0: yeah
1: and then there's a um i think this confuses people sometimes with the with the pro's there's like a um there's the ipi number and then there's like a member number depending on which pro yes. you're with there's two different numbers so like yeah. if a if a, a publisher or like a licensing company is asking you for the ipi cae number it's not your member number it's actual ipi slash cae number yes yes so heads up. Yep. Um, correct. Have you seen that like messed up a lot like on the on the admin side? Well, again,
0: messed up and like sometimes not for for different songs, but for different artists that might have the exact same name as you, mm. or you know, writer that has the exact same name as you, and we're we're putting it in like I, I want to know both the songwriter and their IPI um, or ISRC their number I I, like I need it up front to be registered properly and that we can then make sure that it's divided amongst the right people yeah you know Uh,
1: you brought up ISRC number can you talk about that because I've seen people ask questions about it um if it's needed like what is it for can you talk about that for a little bit Producers, learning how to properly mix your beats can be frustrating and seem overly complicated. On top of that, you're missing out on an additional stream of income by not knowing how to mix for other artists and producers. Luckily for you, I created my Urban Mix in May simple video course where I show you how to balance 808s and kicks, how to create balance and spaces in your mix, how to properly balance volume, how to create clarity using EQ and panning techniques, and how to create drum mixes that punch through your mix. Plus, I'm going to give you a free frequency range guide, a look into my simple and effective mastering chain, as well as the downloadable stems to mix on your own as you go through the course. I'm also going to throw in an exclusive discount code for Waves, plugins, and bundles. So go ahead, go to clintproductions.com shop. That's clintproductions.com shop. So you can grab that Urban Mix and Made Simple course. Be sure to use the discount code PODCAST20 to take 20% off today, Again, go to clintproductions.com slash shop and grab that Urban Mix in May simple course today.
0: Sure. Um, So I believe, I'm trying to think a little bit more. uh, I know it's international to some degree, um, but it's to the individual song itself. Um, And I want to say that this is also populated within the PROs. this isn't something that like you create yourself it's populated and then it's tagged to that individual song but it's a number that's in, important um that'll carry over and be able to be registered and connected to you as a songwriter gotcha
1: yeah <clears throat> so that it's, a, it's like some like a, another data point to be able to trace back to you yeah. and that specific song so that if there right. is some confusion, like say you got a somebody, I don't know, misspelled their name or, miss, or mistyped the IPI number. Misspelled your name,
0: a similar name to yours, maybe the exact same name if you have a name that's similar to somebody else's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that happens.
1: That makes sense. Super dope. Um, wow. So, wow. So you, you've you you've done a lot in this space. Um, you've seen different perspectives because you're a creative as well. Um Man, like so what what's what's up now like what's current what have, what have you been working on now and um you know what's some some cool things on, on the table for you
0: i as always um i'm constantly going to shows i live in manhattan nice. so the biggest thing about living here is the fact that i go to shows um it's about being close to work but also that i can support artists that are coming through and that are both my friends and artists that i follow um but keeping those networks that I've started since I've been here as strong as ever, yeah. um, making sure I make the time to meet up with those people. Currently, I also work in a studio, that's where I am at the moment. Okay. Um, and I help with, with events, which soon you know are we'd like to outreach to more people to just to come use the space as obviously a to work in, um, but to hang out in the hangout yeah. space. And I said it earlier when it comes to songwriting, and I said it earlier about the A and R question. So much of this industry, as is a lot of industries, is about guess who you know. Yep. But also like the genuine relationships that you've created and you've been able to maintain. Um, so I very much so advocate for being um, keeping up those relationships, and if it means working in a space that cultivates that. And I want to be part of something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's currently what I am, I'm doing and exploring more uh, within the creative side. You know, I've had, I've had some experience now in licensing um, and on the publishing side and copyright and registration. Yeah. So now I'm exploring some opportunities to be more creative and be more um, front facing when it comes to working with particularly ad agencies, what their needs are and where can we go to, to find that music, Um, somewhat acting as a music supervisor, um, but more maintaining the relationships with maybe the hopes of like, of exploring music supervision. I'd I'd love to be able to work with literally hands-on with a musician, um, songwriter, producer, and an agency of sorts and make something with them and be that that middleman that that's what a music supervisor is is they're the middleman and they're the one with the ideas that can help with what music to be placed where so that's 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 what i'm working for right now Yeah, yeah working towards
1: i love it um i feel like you know the best person to be in your corner is someone someone like you who who loves music, who's creative herself. And, you know, I feel like those are the best people you can have in your corner advocating for you and, and helping, um, you know, push things forward for, for your career. So that's that's super dope that you're you're doing that. Um, got another question from Rashida Davis. What's up, Rashida? She says, what kind of contract is drawn up when you're actually working with a film producer who needs music from you directly? This means that a music library is not needed. How does this work? Is this um a work for hire
0: <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily have to be a work for hire um you know depending on the the contract or depending on who you're working with. it, it sounds like they if this is a real situation you don't have a middleman as in a music supervisor that may be advocating for you directly with the mm-hmm. the director um but you have every right to set up a contract that's not just a work for a work for hire um with this particular placement in this film what is it is it a scene is it a is it a trailer is it part of like the end credits like those are questions and to make sure that that's that's cleared up how many times is it being used yeah. getting all the terms down so that you could say all right now let's put together a contract but yeah, it does definitely does not just have to be a work fire and a one-time fee paid off
1: yeah i think the cool thing too about that you know being directly i feel like you have a little bit more flexibility um <clears throat> because now you can have that conversation with them and kind of figure out you know the kind of terms that you can you can create um yeah. you know uh so that you know you can you can just kind of build whatever 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 works for both parties you know what i mean um, yeah
0: and if, so if the- it is a music supervisor that that they're working with directly, you mm-hmm. can ask them, like, is it just a work for hire situation or can we strike up a deal of some sort that I can have, you know, more, you know, can you get royalties on this, not just a one-time paid off thing, like something you've registered and, and you've worked hard on, I'd push for a little bit and, and ask how that's the deals are being are being set up for that particular placement.
1: Yeah that's dope and then yep pull in a entertainment attorney <coughs> to yeah. get everything typed up and and sent off yeah. so hopefully that works out for you Rashida if that's a um I don't know if that's like a uh what do you call it uh, what do you call it I forget um I can't remember the word it's completely. But if it's a real or like a, like, what if this a happened? dream
0: kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not so, even a pipe dream. It's not, not, a, not attainable. I mean, by all means, it is. I don't mean it like that. But like, uh, yeah, if it's an actual real thing or like a hypothetical, hypothetical. situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Super dope. Um, you mentioned you mentioned networking, and I I was laughing because I was thinking back. Uh, my tennis coach back in high school. He used to always say, "It's not what you know, is who you know." We talked. We used to laugh at him. Like, why does he always say that? Yeah. Now I get it. Um, but you mentioned networking. Like, how much of like your network has been built more so across with like the people that, like, I guess at the same level as you, as you will, versus like people who may be you know above. above like how how like what's the i guess the the percentage of that for you
0: um it's funny because i definitely thought i thought more um i didn't think as laterally at my level to be connecting with or initially because you're always like i want to i want to work with that big company so that means i have to reach out to like the director or the president up, it. and it's like First off, it's out of reach. Um, But second, why not pick the brain and or get to know the person who's at a particular level that you'll be at the same level with? Because you never know how much they're gonna climb and you might get along with them. They might be a lifelong friend. What company they might start down the line. So it's little things like that. Um, So I'd say 75% of my relationships are at a lateral at the same level as me. They're good friends i could have both a serious business talk with them and i can go see a concert with them and stay out till four in the morning um i want those relationships i want the lifelong relationships that's why i try to stay away away from the word networking yeah um makes it's so genuine it
1: it makes the whole situation awkward like uh you go to a networking event you're like forced in this networking situation you feel like you have to like this is weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, you
0: gotta walk away with like a certain amount of people that like you got their information <laughs> so that you can like make sure you send their your music with them, but make friends. Yeah. Make friends. It's so simple and it's so it's so much easier than we than we're even aware and that we give ourselves credit for. Like if yeah. you have friends and you have some good quality friends, think about the things that you bonded with them over, and you could probably just as easily bond with that over people that are within your network. Um, take them out for coffee, just get to know people. We, we all just, we're human here. So it's so much simpler than we give ourselves credit for. Um, and also admiring people's work. I mean, like I've been really, um, you know, moved by somebody's work that, you know, works on documentaries and I've just reached out to them and been like, Hey, I loved this thing you worked on. Uh, to my knowledge, I think you're in the area. would love to get coffee. It's as simple as that. Yep. And then making friends with them and being like, "What are you working on?" And who? What kind of sounds do you need? And also, I'm going to this show next Wednesday. You're welcome to come with. <laughs> that's oh, so- been most of my my friendships. Yeah, and you know
1: that. That's I feel like that's that's the gym. That's the that's the whole play. That's the game, right? <laughs> right. There's just like being a genuine person person and connecting with people even outside of like your career and like what you do i remember i was at an event and everybody was at the table like talking about fitness and like you don't want to be that annoying person where everybody the conversation is fitness and you come in no oh, listen to this demo like it's great you would yeah. love it like don't do that like talk about fitness too you know what i mean like join the conversation that's already like been a playlist happening.
0: that like you're listening to when you work out i can go down on a fitness rant believe you me that's yeah. that's another thing that down the line my pipe dream is to work to some degree with like didn't the neurological benefits and the psychological and the therapeutic that's awesome uh benefits to music on like a on a movement level on like whether you're playing whether you're creating and you're yeah. not good at it and you're dancing and you're drumming yeah. good or bad they just like the benefits of of music but that's just
1: that's dope down the line
0: it's, yeah
1: <clears throat> yeah that's that's huge um I'm, I'm glad you said that um and yeah people people like to work with people that they like and you know that they have a good time with so that's dope. Um, speaking of like music and just like the neurological thing, I was reading interesting stuff when when we had our first son and like I started like I put headphones like on my wife's stomach and everything. Like we started yeah. playing music because it, it actually like has benefits. It's just like for their brain development and things like that. Like when they listen to it um, during that, you know, those those nine or so months. Um, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. It's, it's some powerful stuff for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I have, I have nieces and nephews and to see the way in which they connect with music. Mm -hmm. Um, and and to some degree also how some of them are definitely tone deaf and who maybe has a musical gene over the other and who moves to things differently. Like that's, that's been really cool. But music is very prevalent obviously in my life and like my nieces and nephews as I'm just like seeing them grow. Yeah, no, it's really interesting on a developmental level. Um, and as I keep saying on a therapeutic level. A lot of people when they talk about music therapy, they -hmm. talk about it on a very severe level, as in Mm -hmm. like, traumatic events. Um, A lot of it's geared towards the elderly and children. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if we're going to be talking in the last few years more and more about like mental health crisis and everything. Yeah, I think music should be pushed more within that discussion. I I, I think we're missing something here that could really be tapped into.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That that would be super cool to to see that because you know, I mean different different styles of music, um, you know, even even going from, you know, a, a major chord progression to a minor chord progression, like you feel different, you feel different emotions and things like that depending on the type of chords that's being played or or whatever. Um, so that that would be cool to see music kind of play a, a huge role into, you know, mental health and um you know and kind of being a solution in that space that that would be super yeah.
0: interesting. we'll see down the line and just playing it playing it too <clears throat> listening yeah. one thing and drumming i mean i say it all the time i have a friend who's a lawyer and he goes to drum circles
1: yeah
0: he's not even necessarily good or bad i have actually no idea but it's something where it's expressive and um it's it's release like a lot of people look at working out again another thing that m- music is incorporated within yeah. um so we shall see down the line something i read about and yeah
1: yeah music is everywhere you can't get away from it um
0: no and it's great i'm not complaining that's why i never left this industry i just i it's a calling that i'm i'm still here it's not my own music that's totally fine i love i love what i'm in
1: i love that i love that dope listen nicole i don't want to hold you i appreciate you coming and just chopping it up with us and um answering some questions and and sharing your experience let the people know before you go where they can find you where they can learn more about you what you have going on and whatever else you want to share
0: sure Uh, i'm not big on um you know putting a lot of like opinions out into the open i'm not a big twitter user i'm the biggest on my instagram i suppose uh Sometimes I share a little bit more about my music, but it's um, so you could follow me there. My handle is within my name underneath Nicole underscore Riolo. Um, a lot of people call me just by my last name, um, but I don't obviously just like leave it as that. But yeah, Riolo, and um, so yeah, you could follow me on there. But otherwise, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I love just yeah. talking music yeah. and uh, answering questions and being as big of a help. To anybody that i can
1: this is this is a lot of fun so thank you no problem much appreciated yeah. and shout out to everybody in the stream thank you guys for joining hopefully this was helpful and yeah we're gonna catch you guys on the next one thank you again nicole we will be in yeah. touch and uh, i'll catch you all on the next one peace thank you for listening to the music is my business podcast if you haven't already subscribed be sure to do so now so you can know every time i drop a new episode If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.